Welcome to the thrivingat60.com podcast, the number one motivational show on the planet. No more sour days for you. It's time to make lemons into lemonade every day. This is a podcast where we help you thrive, not just survive. We help you accept who you are, not where you are, by discovering and inquiring into how to turn lemons into lemonade. Are you ready for the roller coaster ride of a lifetime? Tired of feeling let down? Tired of the lemons life keeps handing you? We can help you make every day a lemonade day. It's time to put those lemons in a blender. Let's go on an amazing and exciting, unpredictable journey of discovery. We know champions sit in the front seat, so make sure your seatbelt is fast and tight. One, two, three, let's go. When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary, the host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B. Welcome. This is Wendy B and I'm a life coach and I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people. And what makes them extraordinary is sometimes the adversity they have lived through and who they've become regardless of their circumstances. Sometimes it's the little acts of kindness they bestow on people one act of kindness at a time. I believe that most of us have the ability to thrive not just survive. My intention is to cause curiosity, excitement, to thought provoke, to cause people to alter their thinking, alter their thinking in a way that would not have altered otherwise, and living from that possible altered view, create a new future for oneself, a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views. This could cause unpredictable results that could make a permanent difference in your life and in the lives of others around you. I want to motivate and help people of all ages, particularly women, 50 to 110 fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. This podcast is to inspire and motivate you right now for you to take action today on your purpose, your dreams. Maybe some of you don't know your purpose or your dreams or you resigned they could never happen. Regardless of age, regardless of your circumstances, I will motivate and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working, but true power, true freedom, is having freedom and power when our circumstances are ugh. This podcast is about when you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? Life isn't just about surviving. What does it take to thrive emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially? And, you know, I say this on every podcast. I don't have the answer. This is an inquiry. And I actually get excited about it because I live my life in a structure where I'm always in conversations around looking at perception, our views, alter our perception, that if we alter our perception, we alter our actions. If we alter our perceptions, we alter our performance. So I'm always looking at what is in the way that gets in the way of me performing or thriving or whatever you want to say. And and it, I, I say it's, uh, I get really curious, like it's, it, like I'm curious, what am I saying to myself consciously or unconsciously that I'm not present to that has 
me not thrive in the areas that I say are important. So that's my invitation for you guys to to be in that inquiry and look. And the other day, it was, you know, like, oh, man, words and memories and all sorts of things come up. And there's many places where you can discover this about alter your perception and you can alter your life and to take on that practice I say as part of thriving I'm 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 a life coach and I constantly have conversations with people about holding on to being right about something is it producing the results you want in life you can be right all you want in life (laughs) and is it uh, and you can gather the evidence and and get people to agree with you. I've said this before in other podcasts. Years ago, there was evidence that the the world was flat, and and there was lots of agreement about the world was flat. <laughs> and then it took one person, Columbus, to prove the world wasn't flat. But it took even after he proved it, it took something to enroll others. So. It doesn't matter, even if we are right and we have agreement, our perception, are our perceptions, are our views of life, are, are they providing what we need to thrive? And if they're not, then relook, get a coach, get someone who won't buy all, everything you say, and start exploring and not from exploring from that there's anything wrong, but there's an impact when we don't thrive. I mean, there's there's stories of people who were in World War Two uh, and prison camps in Japan and and they they were able to thrive because they altered their thoughts. They altered their perception and they were able to you know, in in terrible circumstances, be able to uh, be at peace with themselves, and and I I think that's part of thriving too. So I'm gonna tell you a little story, and I want to thought provoke. Like it's it's like we live a life like what we think is always true and it isn't, and so my daughter I. I've shared that I, a few years ago, I had to put everything in storage when my ex and I split and work for our companies. And I hadn't worked outside the home except for our companies for years. And and I was getting older. I'm in my 60s. And so it was a big change for me to put everything in storage. And in fact, a couple of years before we sold the house, I put everything in storage because my ex had said he was buying the house and I thought we were splitting then. And then um, it got really challenging. I, I put everything in storage. I didn't even sort through a lot of stuff. I just put it so the house would be clear so it could sell. There wouldn't be anything in the way. And then for two years, he fought me on that. And then when we sold the house, I had to find places for my things besides because I didn't want to pay more storage. And so I gave my um, daughter and her husband a bed that, uh, you know, a $3,500 bed that I loved. And I gave that up. And I gave that to them because they were sleeping on the floor on a mattress and and it, it it didn't really serve them. And so for two years now, they've had that bed. And, and then I get this phone call 
from my daughter and she says uh, her husband they have to move and he doesn't want the bed because it's too heavy or something and it's solid wood and it's it's beautiful hand car regardless and right away I was like uh, annoyed um, I I took it personal just for a few minutes like it took everything in me to just listen because this son-in-law he shows up for me like uh, anything in my family is not important so if he doesn't want the bed I'm not important right so there was all these memories of I'm not important what am I gonna do with this bed and then and then the son-in-law gets on and says well I could sell it he has no idea the value of the bed um, who's gonna buy a second-hand bed like I mean they might but anyways that's got a memory foam it's the best bed I've ever owned like in my whole life and and he's like I'm, I'm taking it really personal so I, he gets off the phone and my daughter continues talking to me and I get off the phone and and I'm like sad and um, I'm interacting like uh, um, I'm not important and what's the use like my old conversation why bother what's the use no matter what I do it doesn't matter all this stuff old memories come rushing in and and I I was able to stop and go like hey just stop for a minute all that happened was your you know because I have this story about my son-in-law he hasn't been super friendly lately and and so I've had it well he hasn't been friendly uh, his his I had some stuff in storage at his mom's and his mom's got rid of it without telling me and there was a bit of a I thought I handled that really well I let it all go but he he's been either embarrassed or uncomfortable being around me and my daughter is annoyed she can push his buttons about his mom because she thought that was so uncouth of the mom I don't think it was right of the mom either without letting me know but regardless that's what happened so that's sort of in the background so when I interact with the son-in-law there's like a you know there's not the freedom that I used to have so I have to look at that and see how I can create some freedom but anyways what happened um, I, I was able to stop and look and see that all that happened was my son-in-law they're moving for two months while there's some renovations done on their apartment and then they have to move back and he he, he just wants to go to Ikea buy a cheap lightweight bed and not deal with this heavy uh, carved bed that's that's all there was no meaning to it at all that's what's so and so I was able to go for the rest of the day being pretty good like look like questioning like well where else do I bring meaning to things that the meaning isn't necessarily there it's not personal to me and yes uh, and so I debated whether I for a couple of days I debated whether I was going to keep the bed uh, where I'm staying my landlady doesn't like me to bring in my own furniture she has her own furniture but I thought oh well I can ask her so I asked her and she said if I could figure out how to dismantle the small bed I could bring in my bed 
So that's perfect. And then I talked to my youngest daughter. If I wanted to just get rid of the bed, she would gladly take the memory foam mattress. My daughter who wants to get rid of the bed would gladly take the box spring. And then I would just have the bed frame to find how I could donate it, sell it, whatever. And it it was that simple. Like, and so then I, I prayed on it and I thought my youngest daughter said, mommy, wouldn't it be nice to have your own bed back? And I thought, yeah, it would. So I'm making a powerful request of my son-in-law and if he won't, my other son-in-law will to get this bed thing handled. I'll have to make a request to some friends to get the bed moved, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty simple. But I was going to wreck my day. I, nobody else. I was going to wreck my day because I took it personal that they they wanted to get rid of this bed and didn't they know the value. In fact, I even had a conversation with my oldest daughter where the bed is right now and just said, do you know the value of this bed? In a really friendly tone, and she said, yes, and I'm letting my husband make some decisions. I'm not fighting over certain things. I'm going to pick my battles. This isn't one I want to fight with them about. And I thought, well, that's cool. She's put a boundary in. I thanked her and told her what I wanted. And that was the end of it. So uh, what I want to end this podcast with is where does something happen that you take it personal and then whatever they say, you take it personal and then your day or weeks or months are spoiled because you've made it mean something that it necessarily didn't mean. And I'm really starting to taking on a practice of as soon as I'm upset, I'm looking at what is this upset really about? What memories is it provoking? What is is this, you know, when I got into my son-in-law's world, he's young, he's 25, 26, he doesn't want a, a cumbersome bed. He wants something light and easy, so if they move, it's no big deal, or, or he wants something small enough that he could maybe even give it away and get something new. It's a throwaway world today. It wasn't personal that it was my bed that he wanted to get rid of. <laughs> so where... Do you have a habitual pattern that you take things personal and that people don't have any freedom to say what they need to say and then uh, you make them feel guilty? (laughs) Um, So because, yeah, so that, you know, that's what I need to ask. So in closing, we're exploring how to thrive, whether we're 10 or 110 and beyond. and, And if you stop taking things personal what action could you take right now can you see where you're taking something personal and what new action could you take right now that could make a difference me allowing them to choose to get rid of the bed without making it be a kerfuffle you know because my first thoughts were well don't they know i I, i'm just living in this uh, apartment with furniture, working for my boss, doing the things I'm doing. I, like, don't they know? Life is not fair. And then I let that all go. And so I'm asking you, what could you give up? Be right about. And by giving up being right about, you could have some freedom. What would become available? And and to look at, like, what are you committed to? 
and start taking new actions from that commitment and that view. So what are your habitual patterns that have you not thrive? What areas in your life do you want to be more effective? What areas do you want to thrive in? Well, what did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast and rate it a number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? When you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? With an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade. I'd love to hear from you. Who would like a complimentary 15-minute coaching session? I want to call you personally and hear about your dreams and your goals. And I will give you one amazing tip that will help you out. I will call people who let me know they've left a five-star rating for this podcast and provide their username on iTunes. So at Fast Google Plus Stitcher, just hit the button, subscribe to my podcast, and rate it a number five. Thanks for listening. Keep a thriving. Thank you for listening to thrivingat60.com with Wendy B. What did you like best about the podcast? Email Wendy B at thrivingat60.com. Keep up on the latest by subscribing to the podcast. Also, drop by the website and rate the show. Turn lemons into lemonade at thrivingat60.com.